Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and we are super stoked and honored to have David Metzler. Meltzer. Sorry, Meltzer. I knew we were going to mess it up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Meltzer. So how's it going, man? It's great to have you. Well, you and I are two birds of a feather, with both name butchers, so... <laughs> Uh, I usually do the justice of telling someone before I get an interview, hey, my name's Meltzer, like Seltzer with an M. <laughs> there you go. I was like, Meltzer, like he melts the cheese. Like I had to there think melt first. <laughs> Some word association. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're super to ha have you. You guys, his book is Connected to Goodness, Manifest Everything You Desire in Business and Life. And I think I, I first heard about you, it was a couple of years ago when you were on uh, Ed Milet and I was just, man, uh, this, this manifestation journey that we're going on and you, all the things you said totally resonated with me because I believe that I was in a spot where I was open to it. So mm -hmm. can you talk a little, a, bit, a little bit about how you got into your manifestation journey, a little bit about you for folks who don't know who mm -hmm. you are? Yeah, no problem. Well, let's start with who I think I am or was. And so I have kind of a tale of three uh, worlds. They've heard of the tale of two cities, mines of three worlds. The first world is one I grew up in, which is not enough. I would grew up in a typical poor home, single mom, six kids. She worked two jobs, packed my dinner, paper bag, and was a second grade teacher and then filled up turnstiles at convenience stores with greeting cards. And like a lot of single moms thought education was going to be the key to our success. So the fetus wasn't fully developed till after graduate school. The famous <laughs> line for me was doctor, lawyer, or failure. Um, but I had a terrific mom who uh, put all of us through college and graduate school, Harvard, Penn, Columbia, all graduating with honors and just an extraordinary woman. Um, but I was a victim. Everything happened to me. There was never enough. Uh, the only time I wasn't happy when there was financial stress. So uh, to react to that, I felt as if money would buy me the last piece of happiness. Uh, money would buy me love and happiness. So nine months out of law school, I was a millionaire. Uh, by the time I was 30, I lived a dream life. We had already exited in the first company I worked for for $3.4 billion in 95. Mm. Uh, became CEO of Samsung's phone division by the time I was 30. Married to my dream girl. I met my wife in the fourth grade. Uh, by sixth grade, she hated me. I had my best friend ask her to go steady with me. And she said, no, tell him to ask me himself. And then he embarrassed me. So I threw eggs at her, rocks at her, asked her why her friends were prettier than her. Did everything a 12-year-old in love should do and would do to another 12-year-old girl. But uh, the interesting thing about that is I moved from the world of not enough to this new world of just enough. Uh, and I thought it was an abundant world, but it was really a scarce world of just enough for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I was born, the more you give, the more you receive. But giving was a trade to me. It was a negotiation. Mm. There was quid pro quo. I always gave to receive mm. uh, conditionally for recognition, acknowledgement, pride, whatever it may be, uh, karma, mm -hmm. uh, which a lot of people don't realize is still a trade. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to learn some lessons of how to get out of that world of buying things to be happy uh, or buying more things to be happy or buying things to impress people you don't even like. Um, and it's really interesting because... I thought I was happy and I everything I did in my life confirmed, including marrying my dream girl, mm -hmm. that money buys love and happiness. Mm -hmm. I was a multimillionaire, buy anything I wanted, whenever I wanted. And I had a beautiful wife and three beautiful children. But then I ran the most notable sports agency in the world called Lee Steinberg Sports Entertainment. Mm -hmm. uh, most people know Lee from the movie Jerry Maguire. They had 
Cameron Crowe follow us around and write the movie about uh, our firm and, you know, which made it really dangerous because not only was I super rich, but I had access to things that even billionaires could afford. Mm -hmm. Sideline passes, locker rooms, cabins, Mm -hmm. private jets, et cetera. And uh, it took a big lesson, uh, one that was taught to me originally by my wife, who was very spiritual, who always talked about how I naturally manifested everything. And if I would start paying attention and giving intention to even bigger ideas, that I would have bigger things in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was stuck in the thermometers you suggested me and Ed talked about, right? I had a temperature gauge Mm -hmm. and that was beyond my dreams, the life I was living. So I didn't really have infinite capacity. I didn't believe in spirituality. I actually told my mom at one time, I don't believe in God. I've done everything myself. Why would I believe in God? In fact, Mm. when I lived in this world of just enough, I'm flying uh, to India and I sit next to this doctor, little, little woman. And she looks at me and she said, Hey, uh, are you okay? And I literally, in my mind at that time, I was like, okay, do you know who I am? Mm. You know, like, I'm rich, married to super hot dream girl with three beautiful daughters. Who, like, what are you talking about? So I just looked at her, I said, yeah, I'm okay. Why do you ask? She said, because you're so full of light, but you're blocking it. Wow. And I said, I was like, okay. And I rolled my eyes and she said, by the way, do you meditate? I said, meditate, why would I meditate? I don't have time to meditate. I have everything I ever dreamed of. I grew up with nothing. I have more money than I ever wished for. I'm married to the most beautiful girl with the most beautiful children. Why would I meditate? What a waste of time. Only people that are broke, high, sick, and sitting on their mom's couch dreaming about what they want. I have what I want because I made it happen. And she said to me, well, that's too bad because I could teach you to vibrate faster. Wow. That blew my mom like, what? She goes, yeah, I could treat you to vibrate faster. You know, everything vibrates and you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you, the earth, the the plants, the animals, the the human beings, then sound and then light and then thought. And then she said, do you know what vibrates the fastest? I said, no. She said the truth, your potential, your truth. Mm. That's what vibrates the fastest. Mm. And I can elevate your frequency, your vibration to be aware of the truth. I'd like to invite you, she said, to a four-day workshop about theta meditation and quantum healing. You would be remarkable at it. Please come. And I looked at her and I said, well, sorry, I don't have time, which is pretty typical, right? Uh, Yeah. Oh, she said, that's too bad. I said, why? She said, because I can teach you to be aware of when to buy or sell. Mm. that got your attention yeah Yeah. i got my attention (laughs) i said right hold on a second and i called my wife when i got off the plane and i said i'm staying in india and i'm gonna learn quantum healing theta meditation and after she did her due diligence i wasn't cheating on her uh and realized that it was a real (laughs) workshop with real doctors uh i went and that's what changed my life because through the lessons i learned about meditation and quantum healing uh i understood my journey of what a lot of people call manifestation. Mm -hmm. I am now to dummy it down uh, for people. I say, hey, are you interested in getting what you want quickly and accurately? Mm -hmm. Then let me teach you how to get what you want quickly and accurately. And if you want the right things, I'll help you with that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what did it take to make that transition from like, uh, I have everything I want. Who do you like? Don't you know who I am? To 
who you are now. Because one of the reasons that I love your work is not all, and now this is going to sound kind of mean, but like, it's not all the things you've actually accomplished because I don't, I don't follow sports stuff. I don't know. Like you use a lot of references and name a lot of people that I actually don't know. Like Def Leppard. Just kidding. You're like the kind of person that would wear a Def Leppard shirt without even knowing Def Leppard. Totally. I'm totally that chick. (laughs) But I follow you because of your energy and the like, I had it all. I lost it all. And I became happier when I, like while I was losing everything. So what would you say to like the version of you that was going, who do you, don't you know who I am, lady? Like, how would you, how did you make that transition? And what would you say? Well, first of all, it's a practice, right? I think a lot of people think there's like an instant on and off switch, right? right? I tattoo it to my forearm, right? Turn (laughs) it on. All right, I'm spiritual. Uh, Spirituality is a practice, a journey that I've been on for 16 years. Even though 14 years ago, I lost everything over $100 million. The practice started before I lost everything Mm -hmm. and helped me to rebound even quicker. Um, And so that practice to me is one of shifting a paradigm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the paradigm that I shift is really simple. I went from saying to myself, I need to get more. I'm living in a world of just enough, but I need more. And instead of trying to get to more, I shifted my paradigm that I am more. Mm -hmm. I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am worthy. I live in a world of more than enough, not a zero sum game where I'm buying things I don't need to impress people I don't like trading, negotiating, the quid pro quo of every transaction that occurred in negotiation in my life. But instead, instead of going to get those things, I was those things because I was connected to the greatest source of light, love, and lessons, the greatest source, the omniscient source, the all-powerful source, the all-knowing source, the omnipresent source that actually loved me Mm. more than my mom loved me. And when I made this paradigm shift in my life, I started to say to myself, I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. I live in a world of more than enough. I am here to elevate others and be elevated by others. I am here to know what I want, who can help me and who I can help. And how to get it done will be a transcendence of the power and the light and the lessons indicated only by pain, setbacks, and failures. Mm -hmm. No longer am I living in a world of punishment to me or a world for me, but there's a world through me where I'm adding value by not only giving, but adding value by asking for help. Not only am I appreciating, adding value to everything I have, appreciating what I have, but I'm acknowledging it, not only by giving it away, because the only way we can acknowledge what we have, acquire the knowledge of what we have, is to not to have it anymore. Mm -hmm. And those include not just giving, but things being taken from us Mm -hmm. or lost or Mm -hmm. stolen or manipulated, which I think in my life, has more value because there's no lessons in giving. The lessons are on when people have taken it, manipulated it from me, stolen from me, or I lose it. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, though, in the true sense of being more than enough, of understanding I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy, what am I doing to interfere with it Mm -hmm. instead of getting it? I now ask for more because I've expanded my vessel by appreciation. I've emptied my vessel by acknowledgement, acquiring the knowledge. Now I'm asking for more from a more than enough world of more than enough of everything for everyone. And therefore I've created a flow of abundance by not only 
asking for help, but giving it as well. Mm -hmm. And it's not just monetarily, it's emotionally, and it's physically all the different areas. And this is how I define manifestation, taking what I want is a possibility over nothingness, who I can help makes it a probability, how to get it done becomes a perception. And then knowing what's important to me, prioritizing what's important to me becomes reality. And once I have my reality, I now, instead of in search of my why, of the reality that I sit in today, I apply my why mm. by saying, I am, what am I doing to interfere with what I am? Mm. Beautiful. Preach, my friend. Get that's, out of town. That's awesome. Now I'm going to re-listen to that five times, but I'm going mm. to go back five times five, right? <laughs> 25 times. I'm going to go back to what you said a minute ago, how your wife was spiritual and she said, hey, you, 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 know, you get what you want and you, uh -huh. you can do this. You can manifest what you want. And that hit me, and I'll tell you why. Because Melanie, I think, has always been more spiritual. And we'll put that, I mean, that means a million things to a bunch of people. She has less people. interference than you. <laughs> right, right. Which is, yes, true. Never and, thought of it that way. I and like that. she has said for years and years and years, Seth, you are the luckiest person I know. Like when I set my mind to something, big or small, he gets it. it. I get it. It happens. Mm -hmm. But for so long i feel like i've gotten in my own way and mm. i'm just like looking I you're pray, blocking your light just I'm, like I'm the lady said to him i'm blocking the light so for myself and others out there who are like okay this sounds cool i've read some books i'm jiving with what david is saying but how the hell do i get out of my own way this is basically a question for me what <laughs> advice would you give me and other people who are listening to get out of their own way well, I've created a pragmatic because I come from the same place that you come from. I understand how to meet you where you're at. And I had the same exact questions of myself and millions of other people have those questions of me. And it comes from a process of identifying fear and the utilization of fear. And what I mean by that is that fear motivates us. Mm -hmm. It motivates us. It can get us up. It can get us back up. It can get us started. It can get us back started. But just like a rocket ship, it's going to use about 90% of our fuel mm. if we don't know how to utilize it, mm. right? When a rocket ship takes off, 90% of the fuel is to get it off the ground, mm. and then 10% gets it to Mars. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what I teach people to do is, number one, identify fear and then utilize it in the most efficient, effective, and statistically successful way. So am I going to utilize this fear to motivate me? If so, I'm just going to lower the bar to get started so I can use more fuel mm. to get me there mm. than to get me up. Okay. And then two, if I now am on my way from going from motivation to what's called inspiration in spirit, mm -hmm. now I identify fear and utilize it to get out of my own way. So how do we utilize fear to get out of our way? But if you're in the practice of identifying fear, you'll start learning there's categories of fear, right? The need to be separate, the need to be inferior, the need to be superior, the need to be angry, upset, uh, the need to be resentful, offended, the need to be complaining or worrying or guilty is another big one that people don't realize gets in your own way, is interfering with the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, is draining you, soul-sucking you. Mm -hmm. And so I help people with a practice of identifying fear and the utilization of that fear, either to lower the bar and use less energy to get us up, or to utilize the fear to not resist it, fight it, go over it, under it, through it, around it. Don't deny it. Don't manipulate it. Do not lie to it, cheat it. Simply stop. Mm. 
See, when we have faith that we are connected to the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves you more than your mom, and I'll get to that, we can simply stop, breathe through our nose and out through our mouth and drop down to center to ease, take ourselves out of dis-ease that the fear has caused. And when we get to ease, we now can remind to the source, remember with the source and recollect with the source, what do I want today in a trajectory of what I think I want in the future? Who can I help with what I want and who can help me with what I want? How best am I going to get this done with efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success to know what's important to me so I can prioritize what's important to me by what, who, and how to do it now. 100% of the things I do now get done. Most people don't realize that prioritization is the antidote to procrastination and is the antidote to feeling overwhelmed. When you feel overwhelmed, you should feel blessed because it means you have too many options, too many opportunities, too many touches of favor. We are lucky guys. And yet we don't know how to prioritize because we don't know our what or who or how to determine our now and apply our why by identifying fear and utilize it in its maximized uh, way, which is either to get up using less fuel and more importantly, to get out of our own way, which is our biggest problem. Mm. I love the reframe of that. Being overwhelmed just means we have too many good things to yeah. do. Too many uh, a lot of us just get amazing. stuck and go, ah, oh, we don't get anything. We're, we're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. um, and 100% of things that, 100% uh, of the things that you take action on get done. That's super powerful. Mm -hmm. Mel, you had something to say. I want to be respectful of your time too, I know, as well. That's so. all right. We got like, time for one more. Did okay. you actually study with Wayne Dyer? Like, did you know him? I did. And unfortunately, I was supposed to meet him the day after he died. Oh, and I always yeah. said the universe is I'm always being protected and promoted, oh. which is how. Uh, I wanted to finish it. But yes, uh, Carlos Castaneda's son came into my office in Irvine and said that he loved my book, Connected to Goodness, mm -hmm. and that Wayne, uh, who I'd met before, mm -hmm. would like to meet me to discuss my perspective of you know that book mm -hmm. and the learning. Because I am a big power of intention guy. Mm -hmm. I'd still listen to Wayne almost every day of my life. Same. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. When I yeah, heard... Just, yeah, keep talking. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah, he's my man. So... Uh, <sighs> But the day I was leaving, uh, they called and said that he had passed away. I actually worked with his daughters on their <gasps> book and uh, Sage. Uh, just the universe just coincided, which, by the way, is the definition of luck, right? What we focus in on and give the five levels of intention to mm. what we do, say, think, believe, and feel aligned with the trajectory of what we think we want equals the coincidences mm. in our life, mm -hmm. the coinciding of our potential or the truth. I'm going to end with this though, because I want to make this point. I talk about, you know, believing something bigger than us, something that loves us more than our mom. Mm. And to me, this is the core simple way that changed my life from a world of punishment to me, a world for me to the world of through me mm -hmm. is I believe there's something bigger than me, but because I believe that something bigger than me loved me more than my mom. I think back to when I was three years old and my mom was a second grade teacher. My mom gave to the community, a Sunday school teacher. She was for women rights before anyone was. My mom is an extraordinary, I get choked up talking about her. She's still alive, changed my life. And my mom never yelled at me. Mm -hmm. She never hit me. In fact, my wife says my biggest problem in life is my mom never yelled at me and never hit me. <laughs> and I always say my mom did one time. Mm -hmm. When I was three years old, I reached out to touch a hot stove. Mm -hmm. 
And I remember my mom slapped the back of my hand as hard and as quick as she could. And she screamed at me, no. I looked up at her, never heard her yell, Mm -hmm. never heard her, seen her hit. Mm -hmm. And I was just in tears. Mom, why are you punishing me? Mm -hmm. What did I do? And she immediately hugged me and said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not punishing you. I'm protecting you. Mm -hmm. You just don't know what that stove would do to you. And to that, in my mind, is everyone's solution. When you have pain in your life, Mm. when life is slapping the back of your hand, when life is screaming at you, no, you didn't get the job, you didn't get into the school, your girlfriend left you, whatever it is, you're sick. You're being protected and promoted Mm. the same way because there's something bigger than you and omniscient, Mm. all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent source that's saying, I know you don't know the, the stove's going to burn you. I know she looks like she's the best woman that you should marry, mm. but she's not. Mm-hmm. I know you're rich with everything you've ever dreamed of. And I know you think that you're being punished when you lose over $100 million, but I'm saving you. Mm. I'm saving your marriage. I'm saving your life. Oh. This is the core of the shift in the paradigm of knowing you're happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. What are you doing to interfering with it and allowing pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes to be an indicator that you have a better place to be, mm-hmm. a better position or situation to be in, that you are loved and protected and promoted at all times. So all you have to do is do your best, learn lessons and have fun. And you will make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys taking the time. We got to do more. I wish I had more time, but I want to make sure I give an opportunity to everyone each day to speak as much as I can to empower others. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much, David. You guys go get the book Connected to Goodness. I feel connected to goodness more. Like mm-hmm. people in your circle, people are going to hear this. Mm-hmm. That's what you're promoting. So thank you so much. Yeah. Where would you like people to go to find more about you? E- email me. And if you can't afford a book, just email me. I, I will sign a book, send it to you, pay for shipping. My mission in life is to empower over a billion people to be happy. David at dmeltzer.com. That's dmeltzer, D first initial, Meltzer, M-E-L-T-Z-E-R. <laughs> David at dmeltzer.com. Post it in the notes. I'm of service and of value. Let's do more together. You guys are wonderful, beautiful, and soulful. I appreciate both of you. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, we would love much. it. Thank what you so gift. much, David. Oh. Um, yes. yes, thank you for Have your time. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. You too. I'll see you at the concert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. Bye.